Hello and welcome to the Teaching Matters podcast. My name is Jill Mackay and I'm a researcher at the Vet School. I've been running an evaluation of lecture recording here at Edinburgh. In this episode, I'm joined by the USA Vice President for Education, Diva Mukherjee, and we're talking about why sometimes we actually might not want to record our lectures and how this can affect student learning and what we can do to maybe mitigate some of these effects. For me, as a lecturer, when I'm in that space, mm. you know, I've sort of talked about a bit about this elsewhere, but you know, one of the things I'll do is if I'm talking about a subject that maybe mm. has like ethical issues. So I do a yeah. lot of animal welfare science yeah. and there's, yeah. there's a lot of conversations there that mm-hmm. sometimes um, I think it's really appropriate to say to students, you know, we are recording this, but I can pause it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. You know, if, yeah. If you want, if you guys want to have this conversation yeah. off the books, we can do that. Now, actually, to be honest with you, that hasn't happened yet. For the mm-hmm. most part, people are all like, yeah, no, you know, yeah. we're all... Yeah, we're yes. here to learn. We're yeah. here to have these yeah. conversations <laughs> yeah. and this is making a resource. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like, it's just, you know, um, yeah. part of the whole learning process. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I just think it's a good I- idea to sometimes be like, and by the way, we are being recorded and if you mm-hmm. want me to pause it, I can do. Yeah, and I think that's such an important point as well because I think oftentimes, especially for like marginalized students in a room, like that can be very helpful to hear, to be like, oh, this person who is like doing this lecture record, or this person who is giving me this lecture or the seminar, like is looking out for my welfare as well or like recognizes that this could be a conversation mm. that could be potentially quite iffy or like there could be things said um, and they're conscious of that and they're aware of that. And I think even that sometimes can be really, really helpful for different students like from marginalized backgrounds to be like, oh we recognize that our lecturer recognizes that this could be an uncomfortable conversation and I think even just having that to be like we're welcome to pause it to make sure that everyone feels comfortable I think that is just a reminder that like students often enjoy having that kind of leads me into um like another kind of hard question Mm -hmm. it's uh this is why you should as as VP education (laughs) you should should stay away from these kind of conversations (laughs) but you know if we if we take that premise that you know supplying lecture recording is this really useful thing for people but at the same time this is a huge university it's been going since 1580 yeah it's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Around about 1,500 something, something, something. something. I want to say 1586, but I could have made that. Yeah, something like that. You know, it's old. It's an old old (laughs) university. Some of our buildings are very old. And, you know, we haven't, it's, you know, the rollout isn't totally finished yet. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there will be maybe some learning environments where we can't record. Mm -hmm. And so if we have this, you know, for some, whatever reason, there are places where we can't record, but we have this whole thing that, oh, but, their access should be for everyone. How do we balance those two facts, I suppose? I think, like, the most important thing in that conversation is just transparency and, like, telling your students why. Like, I think that degree of transparency is so, so important because I think sometimes students who are, like, particularly joint degree students who are doing, um, who, like, have some lectures recorded, like, some lectures aren't recorded, or just students who are doing, like, very different like very different courses and stuff I think it's just being very open about say why certain things can't be recorded and then students are not unreasonable <laughs> like they will <laughs> understand and particular like I think students just want to be able to understand why it's not being recorded or mm. just want to be able to know um 
And I think students aren't kind of here to kind of like question why or like really like hold someone to account in like quite a malicious way. Yeah. Um, it is just about being able to have that conversation. I think particularly if there are students with certain requirements, like if they know why something isn't being recorded, then they can kind of take those steps yeah. to make sure that they do have other resources that they can use, that they are speaking to their lecturer to be like, these are other resources that may be helpful for you. Um, and I think it is just being it is just about like being very open with students because I think sometimes that's why students get frustrated like with lecture recording specifically but more broadly as a whole like with the university Mm -hmm. as a whole because they kind of don't know what's going on sometimes and I understand why because it's very very confusing and it's very big and there are a lot of different like very like interconnected structures and I think sometimes for students it's just kind of like but why can't this happen yeah um and it's just because of a lack of information I think there's just um it's just about like being very open with your students and just being like this is why we can't record this lecture because it's a very old room and we can't do that and I think students will then be able to kind of adjust their learning based on that yeah so they can make a plan to exactly whatever is the problem basically exactly exactly Yeah. yeah so I think it is just about like being very transparent and having that conversation with the students. Coming back to that idea that, you know, lecture recording is this um, really helpful addition for some people. And one of the things that um, we've kind of mentioned is like, it frees you up from taking notes necessarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, so some, for some subjects or, you know, for the, the way that some people lecture, uh, there is an argument to say that actually I want you to take a specific type of note or I want you to sort of develop some sort of skill mm-hmm. or there's I mean there can be there can be many pedagogical yeah. reasons uh, or sort of like teaching theory reasons mm-hmm. for saying I don't actually want to record this lecture yeah. so when that happens if if a staff member sort of thinks about it and they go now my my choice is that I don't think this is a good idea yeah. how do like is is that fair how does how does that kind of work in yeah yeah I think it's completely fair I I mean like if there's specific pedagogical reasons for like why a lecture or like a seminar shouldn't be recorded that just makes sense then it just can't be recorded because I yeah I think it's important to make sure that like those lecture recordings don't lose quite a lot of like what's happening in the lecture or like that kind of like information sharing and if it a lecture recording just isn't going to be helpful then that just makes sense. But then I think it does, again, kind of come back to the idea of like speaking to your students and being very open about why a lecture can't be recorded. Because I've had like so, like countless students kind of come to me or like like, come to me and kind of be like, I don't understand why my lecture isn't being recorded and I don't understand why this isn't being recorded. And sometimes it's just like, you you just have to speak to your lecturer about it. But like students can get quite frustrated because Mm. they see like their friends having their lectures recorded and they have like other classes where their lectures are recorded. And then students often don't understand like, but why is this one not being recorded? And there can be a host of reasons for that. And I think it is just about like speaking to students. And I think what's really important, like particularly... Um, because for the most part, like, there will be students in that class who, like, do have different access requirements, who would, like, maybe do have English as a second language. Like, that there are appropriate other resources that students can kind of use to help them support with that, like, extra learning or, like, learning outside of the lecture space as well. Um, so I think it is about, like, kind of providing students with different kinds of resources, that being, like, if you can't make it to the lecture or if these are reasons why the lecture, um, you being in the lecture, like, may, like, you may have missed something, these are other resources that you can use will kind of help facilitate that learning so it's about like kind of like thinking quite creatively of like what are other resources that students may use yeah. or like students may find helpful outside of this lecture space but again I think it does just kind of come back to just telling your students why yeah, sure yeah. so it's it's 
Yeah, the ideal situation is probably one where, you know, the lecturer says, mm-hmm. I'm not going to record. And this is why. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, because I recognize that yeah. this is, the you know, a change of resource, yeah. you know, here is something like yeah. a, a page of notes or, exactly. or something. I think yeah. that's something that the vet school does quite a lot. It's like yeah. they provide um, like sort of like outlines, lecture okay. outlines. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. yeah, but yeah like yeah. it's just, you know, making a resource available yeah. Because exactly. recognizing that not necessarily everybody can learn like, in a really d- sort of traditional lecture environment. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, people do just have different learning styles. So if a lecture can't be recorded, then it's just about thinking about how we do supplement that so that, like the student isn't kind of losing out um, yeah. by not having those recordings. You were elected by the students, but you can't speak for every yeah. single student yeah. on this <laughs> campus but you know from your perspective mm-hmm. what is the best way to start having that conversation like if I'm a let's say I'm a lecturer and I'm thinking oh maybe I'm not having mm-hmm. a really good conversation with yeah. my students you know how would you say is a good way to start having that conversation um I would say I think like it works very well in a lot of different ways like I can speak about my experience as a student and I think the times that I really really enjoyed like or felt comfortable to approach my lecturers was when they were very much like please come speak to me or <laughs> when they were just like we like I recognize that like my interests are like kind of lie in this area but I'm also really interested in this area um so please talk to me if you're interested in that I think like I think the university really prides itself on like research-led teaching and stuff mm. like that which I think is really really exciting for students but I think sometimes students just don't really know what's happening <laughs> like I think there's kind of a line where like there's students then there's a line and then there's staff and then there's the rest of the university. And I think once they kind of, once students kind of like can bridge that gap, they then feel comfortable about speaking to staff about different things. Um, so I think like about bridging that gap, like what people find very helpful is like, for example, like Top Hat, like using Top Hat in your okay, lectures and yeah. stuff, where like students can feel like they are contributing to the discussion or like students can feel like they do have some sort of say in like what's what's being learned. Um, and I think that's a particularly helpful tool for those like pre-honors classes when there are like so many students in a room and it can feel very easy. It's very easy to feel very lost and confused yeah. and being like, who You don't want to put your hand up and be like, everybody <laughs> yeah. else understands exactly. this, but I am the one person out of exactly. 200 who doesn't. Yeah, exactly. It is very, very stressful and it's very, very scary. So it's just about figuring out how to kind of like usher students into feeling mm. that way um and obviously I can't speak for all students but I I came from like an educational background um which was quite different in that like I didn't really feel like I could like be best friends with myself with like my teachers and stuff and obviously I'm not my best best friends with my teachers now <laughs> like I didn't feel like I you know like have, besties we are like we're getting there you know <laughs> but, like in in high school I never felt like I could have that like very open or like a more academic conversation um with my teachers about things that I was just interested in or stuff like that and I think that's something that you can do here. That's something that a lot of mm. staff members want to do here. Um, but students just kind of feel scared about going into that because you, a lot of students are like, I am a student. I have nothing to offer to my smart and fancy lecturer. Yeah. Um, so I think being able to open up that dialogue like really does help a lot of students in feeling comfortable and being like, oh, I, I like my my thoughts and my thoughts are valued. And yeah, like definitely. Yeah. It's funny because... There is a sense of like when you stand up to give a lecture and I, maybe students sometimes don't think about this uh-huh. consciously. Yeah. But, you know, when you are standing up to give a lecture, especially in a big room, you do feel a bit vulnerable because you are yeah. you're standing up and you're sort of saying, you know, 
a lot of the stuff that we teach here at Edinburgh, because we do so much cutting edge uh-huh. research, you know, it is stuff that actually there's disagreement about and there's ambiguity yeah. and yeah. somebody, you know, there are very valid reasons to disagree mm-hmm. with somebody. And academia can be quite a critical place. Yeah. So it can be quite frightening sometimes to stand up. Yeah. And, you know, even just uh, quite recently, I gave a lecture that I hadn't given before and it bombed. Like it just, you know, like <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, I was like, oh, I've misjudged this. I was like, I've lost yeah. the class. This yeah. isn't working. And then, and it it does have like a real emotional impact yeah. on the lecturer when yeah. that happens. Um, but from my perspective, the way that I sort of try and balance that is to say, yeah, but I'm still the lecturer. Mm-hmm. I'm still like, yeah. you know, I think for lecturers, we do have to kind of recognise that there is a lot of power in mm-hmm. standing up in, yeah. in front and yeah. sort of go. And so, yeah, it feels awkward for us, especially if, you know, a lot of us, a lot of us lecturers, I think, do feel a bit socially yeah. awkward sometimes. Yeah. You know, like we work in academia. Uh, yeah. you know, we're, yeah. We are in that sort Absolutely of slightly that, yeah. socially awkward zone anyway. <laughs> and so it is difficult, but I think it's so important for us to kind of mm. just yeah, like you say, have that maybe five minutes at the end to just yeah. kind of hang about, wait to see yeah. if anybody comes up and has, asks you yeah. a question, whether that's like, don't really understand this topic or yeah. I was really interested in that thing that you mentioned and is there a career in that? And, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. and yeah, it's, it's maybe a part of teaching that we don't necessarily talk about very often, mm-hmm. but I think for me is a really important part of, yeah, of how we do it definitely yeah because I think there's so many like there's so many barriers to that as well like thinking about like estates or like very strict timetabling where you're like yeah. you have to leave the room at this time so you can't have a conversation with your students which I think is really really sad and really unfortunate so it's just about figuring out how we can do that in a different way yeah yeah <laughs> like, even if it's like or even oh, yeah, yeah but even if it's things like um and I think you know this is maybe like another kind of side effect of, mm-hmm. of bringing in the lecture recording um and because we're pretty much all on central timetabling now yeah. as well, is like, okay, well, I do only have that amount of yeah. time. So yeah. if I decide that it is important to mm-hmm. build in a little bit of interaction time or question time, yeah. I have to remove some slides from this PowerPoint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, yeah and, and that's, yeah, yeah that's uh, maybe something that, I personally am not very good at. I very <laughs> yeah. rarely ever yeah. remove yeah. slides yeah. From, a, from a PowerPoint. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm, that's something that I am working on in my yeah. professional development. Yeah, it's very exciting. I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast and you'll join us for our next episode. The Teaching Matters podcast is a new companion to the Teaching Matters blog and is really a place where we can have that conversation about teaching, bringing in different voices from across the university. If you're interested in talking about teaching, whatever it is that you do here at Edinburgh, do get in touch with Teaching Matters. And if you have an idea for a podcast, uh, Teaching Matters will definitely be interested in talking to you. So if you would like to write a post or contribute in some way, uh, the email address that you need is teachingmatters, all one word, at ed.ac.uk.